Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, welcome to DJ's Voice. Um, we're going to start with, you know, it's a bittersweet news. Of course, everybody heard of the cop that was accused of murdering George Floyd. You know, Derek Chapman was guilty of all three charges. Uh, the second degree, third degree, and manslaughter. Guilty of all charges. And, you know, we thank God for that because there are plenty of times when the cops been on trial for something like this and they've been acquitted. So, you know, we uh, really appreciate that. Now we're just waiting for sentencing. You know, and I have my pops on here because, you know, he's been around longer than I am. Pretty sure he's missed plenty of times and very few times he's heard of the verdict. So, what was your reaction when you heard the verdict? Well, it was it was good news. I was excited, um, but at the same time, it's like it was on pins and needles because we didn't know what the verdict was going to be. And we go, yes, we had videos and, you know, we did the rallies. But at the same time, I went back to where, you know, those that remember the Rodney King verdict, we actually had videotape of them doing that and they were still found not guilty. So this was like, okay, are we going to be prepared for another riot if he was found not guilty? But when I heard that he was found guilty, it was like, okay, that's the first step of many more. You know, this is the far outcry that we've been wanting for the longest. And now that we got it, what are we gonna do now? You know, is it the first step of many to become? Or this is a learning lesson for those that, who think they can get away with, you know, murder. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's like I said, it's all around the world. It's we, we are still mourning, you know, we have the family in our prayers still, you know, but this, like I said, this is just the first step. What's to come next? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, not everybody deserves to wear the shield. You know, you're there to protect mm-hmm. them. And when you got people who are scared to call because you're supposed to be protecting them and they're the ones being killed, you know, it's it sucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said yesterday, I'm not saying every cop is bad. I'm not saying every cop is dirty. But for the good ones, if you don't say anything or you're not recognizing that it's wrong or you're not doing anything about it to stop it, then to me, you are just as guilty. Exactly. And yeah, granted, they have the... Like you said, the was the, the the shield to protect, mm-hmm. and those that knows what's going on. Again, even if you don't want to come out and say it, you can talk to your captains. Let your captains know. Listen, I don't feel comfortable because so and so did this. This is how he's reacting. I don't feel comfortable. You don't have to come out to the media and say it. Mm-hmm. You know, it does give those that are good cops who are there to protect and serve, it's giving them a bad name. Because now every time we see a cop, it's like a... Yeah. 
you know. Yeah, I do feel bad for them because that protection of shit or that they're supposed to protect their, protect their brother. Man. But you're supposed to protect the neighborhoods, you know, the innocent people. You know, and it sucks because it gives a lot of cops a bad name. Mm-hmm. You know, it is like you join the cop force, you know, you didn't even do anything. But already, because of the history of the police, everybody hates you. Yeah. You know, and granted, I know it's not fair to that person because, you mm-hmm. know, he didn't do anything. He just started. But because of the history of police, you know, you got people who are I, I hate the police. I can't stand the police. Yeah. You know, and you know, like I said yesterday, it's 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 scary for African Americans because you know, as a as a parent in general, you worry about your kids. There's all the time. You worry about your kids. But as African American, if you have a son, you're extra worried. Why? Because you don't know if he's gonna be a, a victim of mm-hmm. Females African-American females, 50% of women that get abducted for sex trafficking, 50% of them are African-Americans. And you know, I didn't even know that. Yo, it's it's sad. Yes, it's very, very sad. Like, and like I said, as a parent, you automatically worry. But, you know, when you're African-American, you have to worry because of things that's going on in this world and and it seems like nothing is being done about it you know yesterday was step one guilty on all three charges and you know when you said that about Rodney King that was the first thing I thought of Mm -hmm. everybody was like yes we finally got him we got videos it's all all over the news like it was all over the news that was breaking news and everybody saw the beating but yet they were still found not guilty. Guilty. They were acquitted. And it's like, what more proof do you want? We got the video. You see it with your own. But yet they were acquitted. So, you know, like I said, yesterday was no guarantee because even though they had the videos and testimony, we knew how it just was, you know. And I mean, we'll make a difference now. Well, for me, I can say, you know, because, you know, I was young for the Rodney King, mm-hmm. but I did see documentaries and stuff like that. When George Floyd happened, right, and mm-hmm. also it's all over the news, and I'm watching people protest. What hit me differently was when I've seen other race protests with the African-Americans. Mm-hmm. I, I seen one video where there was a group of cops and they said we're not here to stop you we're here to join you you know that was a start of change right there yeah because how often do you see that happen yeah you know how often you know so it was a beautiful thing you know but Back with the sad news, though, because as soon as that happened, we had another police killing. And that was it. Of a 15-year-old girl. She was shot four times on her chest. Mm-hmm. And 
and uh, Columbus. Yeah. Ohio. According to the story, you know, she feared that she was about to be jumped by some other girls. She was the one who called the cops. He had a knife in her hand to protect herself from being jumped. And according to a witness, the cops just showed up and just started shooting with no questions asked. Of course, we don't have the full story yet. What really what happened, but it's like a bittersweet. We're celebrating a guilty verdict, and then right after that, this happened. This happened. Even yeah. Hours, and it's like, are we not still not learning? You know, like, <clears throat> like I said, I don't know the protocols for being a policeman. Mm-hmm. No, because I'm not a policeman. But with any situation, are you supposed to talk first? I mean, you said she has a knife, you had a gun. I don't think there was a reason for you to start shooting exactly. as a knife. Yeah, gee, life don't feel threatened if a 15-year-old has a knife and you have a gun. And no. if you are from a distance, she's they said that she was in her home. Wow. Now, she's one of them, I doubt it, but if she's one of them, you know, assassins who can throw a knife that far. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> come out your car and you start a blazing if you said she has a knife you could have called your cap and come back with the loudspeaker talk to her see what happened mm-hmm. starting to start blazing I don't understand I don't understand it you know this is this is it's getting out of hand ridiculous it's really yeah, I'm, I'm 15 year old girl it's it's gonna come down to retraining these officers you know to and granted if you see someone's pointing a gun at you okay no need to shoot you know at them you know to protect yourself shoot leg or something you don't have to kill them it's going to come down to retraining the officers to nowadays the way society is now to retrain them because then yeah back then it would shoot first, ask questions later. As long as you felt your life was threatened in any way, shape, or form, okay, you got to protect yourself. That was 30, 40 years ago. Things have changed. Society has changed. People have changed. Now it's time to retrain these cops to where, okay, grant you life feel threatened, but at the same time, do something to where you don't have to kill them. Mm-hmm. You can get more answers from an alive person than you can from a dead person. Hello, definitely can. You know, and now you know I, I feel bad for the parents of, you know, their child. I, you know, mm-hmm. believe of no parent should have to bury their child. Yeah, child. It's the other way around. The child should be buried. You know, and that, that's a hurtful, and that's a sad thing. That's a great war. Mm-hmm. You know, she was only 15 years old. She was and life was just getting ready to start for her. Right? She's not even, she's not even grown yet. 15 years old. You know, I can only imagine the pain of those parents that's going through that. You know, it's it's sad. You know, I'm pretty sure they're, I'm pretty sure they were one of the parents, you know, who was, you know, celebrating the guilty verdict. Mm-hmm. And now your child just became to this and right. It's it's sad. And like I said, it's. What's in the sad because, like I said, it's 2021 and still to this day, 
going through this. Going through it. You know? Mm-hmm. So, prayers go out to that family. Yeah. You know, prayers just go out to the family. I hope everything goes according to the right way. They get the right story and mm-hmm. get all the details. And if, you know, if this girl was murdered just because, you know, like George Floyd thing, and then, you know, prosecute. Yeah. You know, they got to do Follow the, follow the steps, follow the books, follow the law, and, you know, do what you got to do. Because, you know, enough has to be enough. You know, it's like, I wouldn't, I don't condole, I don't condole rioting. Protesting, rioting are two different things. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to protest, I get it, I'm with you. You want to riot, I don't condole it. Exactly. I can understand it. I can understand it. Because it's, you know, it seems like for some reason they'll listen to the writing. Yeah. Because, you know, there's this damage and it's going to cost the city money. Yeah. So they're like, okay. So would I condone it? No. But do I understand it? Absolutely. It's like a a pressure just being bottled up and then it's finally released. But for the wrong reasons, because you didn't, you know, things are not happening the way it should be. It's like, you know what, fine. Y'all don't want to listen to us when we do a you know, protest. You don't want to listen to us when we know right from wrong. Then we're going to make the city pay for it. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. And which I'm telling you, if if that officer would have been acquitted or found out guilty, that city of Indianapolis would have went crazy. Yeah. I, I most definitely yeah. believe it would have been a real bad situation. And I think it was... I think it was either the NBA or it was one sports team that was actually on the verge of okay it was like we're taking this into, into and taking precaution on this if it is not found out guilty we're delaying every sport mm-hmm. so they was they was prepared for that you know and- they didn't even know okay if we found not guilty then it's gonna be a mess so we're gonna cancel all sports for now until we get this together you know and I, one thing I will say that especially with the NBA big step up to them yes big, I've never seen a, 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 a sport do this before with the whole George Floyd I mean I've seen them wear the shirts you know mm-hmm. I can't breathe shirts back then I've seen them do that but for them to come together and say we're not gonna play today yes. or we're going to delay this game or we're going to cancel this game. Mm-hmm. That was beautiful to see because now we're seeing that it's more than just basketball. Yeah. Even we're, even the WNBA. Yeah. Like, you know, it's beautiful to see. Yeah. You know, beautiful to see. And I res- kudos to the NBA. I well respected. Mm-hmm. You know, and I do appreciate no fines being thrown out. No suspensions, no yeah. Suspensions, you know, and to me, that's the commissioner. Kudos to him as well. I really, I don't know. yeah, I appreciate that because you know, when you're a celebrity or when you're this famous, you know, you already have a lot of followers, of course, because mm-hmm. of your status. But to do this, to play basketball, being you know, I'm speaking about LeBron James here, but we you know he, mm-hmm. is leader, he is one of the leaders of the NBA. Mm-hmm. And you know people will follow him, but yeah. 
to have this, to have the NBA have this. You know, him, I know him. Chris Paul is definitely one of the leaders of the NBA as well, I know. But them to come together and decide this. Like I said, I haven't seen any other sport. Yeah. NFL, not the, not um, the MLB, not one. The NBA is the only one I've seen do this. And for them to respectfully say, I'm not going to play because something has to change, and there was nothing done to them, kudos. Yeah. You care, Adam Silver. That's telling me you understand and you're caring as well, and you are not so concerned about your money. Right. At the same time, look at the owners. Yeah. They're more there, even there. So to say, okay, we know what's going on. So we're going to step back and let the players handle it. Mm-hmm. We're not going to get in the way. We're not going to find anybody. We're not going to say anything, you know, negative. We're going to let the players handle this. We, we're backing them a hundred percent. So whatever they want to do, we're behind them. Yep. And now when you think about it, Colin Kaepernick, all things, what he's what he's done, he started in what? Everybody, they wanted to shut him out. Oh no, he shouldn't be doing that. Look at now. Mm-hmm. I would have just went with him, listened to what he had to say. And then I just now, again, football would have been in a category with baseball. I mean, with basketball. I mean, you do have some of the NFL players who, you know, still carry on the, you know, the kneeling. Well, yeah, because I know some players don't even, I think it's the rule now where you can, what, stay in the locker room? Mm. But my thing is this, you went through all this hassle, but Mm -hmm. still fire the man. Exactly. No apology, no, okay, we was right, we should listen to you. Some type of acknowledgement to this man, you know, because he did what he wanted to, because he believed in this, and he was shunned out for for what he believed in. You know, sad. Yeah. Uh, hopefully things will get better. I mean, I will be paying attention to the verdict. Mm-hmm. Or the sentencing. I think they said it'll take about eight weeks. So it's about two months. So we'll see what his sentencing is. And, and you do realize he's in Minnesota and he's in jail. So they most likely got him in a protective area. Absolutely. Absolutely. They got him in a protective yeah, area. There's no, there's no, Obama, because Obama abandoned the solitary. And mm. there's no longer for that. And that's because of what happened with the story of Khalif, um, Khalif Prouder. Yes. Yes. No more solitary. Mm-hmm. What was called, you know, a protective area. As you would call it, yeah, definitely. You know, but um, all the best to you know George Floyd's family. Getting our condolences to them. Condolences to this well, this female's family. Yeah, was killed yesterday. You know, praise out to them. Mm-hmm. Just want to wish them all the best. All right. So, good news. Your New York Knicks is on the seven game win. <laughs> That's right. Tim coming up a year. I don't care. And right now, even if they don't, if they fall out from making the playoffs, Tim is coach of the year. He got these 
guys believe in, which I think that's all we needed. We needed a coach to come in and make us believe. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think from one, I think from day one, he probably, when he got there, he called RJ and Randall in his office and spoke to them about what his plan is, what he want to do. And once they bought into it, everybody else just followed the lead. And look at us now, Randall uh, RJ grown into his 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 position. He's being consistent now. Yeah, I'm, I'm more than excited. <laughs> I, I didn't expect them to be this good. I said for this season, let's just work on getting a spark, making players want. Mm-hmm. New York and play. But y'all did that and then some and then some because Julius Randle, he's y'all, he was an all-star this year, well deserved. He mm-hmm. was, RJ Barrett has gotten better compared to last year. He's shooting the ball better. He's being mm-hmm. aggressive. And Tom Thibodeau, he you know, he falls from the branch of Greg Popovich. So he doesn't do like, you know, the one man ice right. so ball movement and get everybody involved. Yes, you have the Pete who can score, but you know, get the team involved as well. Mm-hmm. So it was it was the Spurs. We know Tim Duncan was the best player. Yeah. But you know, we got the whole team involved. Mm-hmm. I see that with the Knicks. You know, everybody is getting involved. You know, quickly was out outbreak season. He's shooting the ball very well. Bullock is also shooting the ball very well. Acquiring Derrick Rose, a veteran point guard who was an MVP under Tom Thibodeau. Under Thibodeau, yeah. Knows his system already. You know, they they have Todd Gibson who played on Tom Thibodeau to mm-hmm. help. He's a veteran to help with the bigs under his system. And you see it in this team. This team ranked 23rd in defense last year. Mm-hmm. Three this year. And we look at, look at, and Norm Snow. Oh. He was, when he came in, yeah, he was, uh, he's going to be the best defensive player, but of course, injuries took it. He was, because he was from Philly. Philly got Embiid, and they moved him on. He was traveling. Listen, people don't realize, yeah, this kid is the real deal. Mm-hmm. His defense is phenomenal. And I think when Tibbs got to him, he told him, you're going to be our main guy to be that defensive problem. Since um, Robinson went down, it's like, okay, now it's your time to show what you really made and what you can do. And he's been that, that defensive juggernaut for us. Granted, the whole team, but once we get beat off the dribble, we got our protector right there, and that's what we need. And we got a chance to get to the fourth seed. I mean, yeah. Now, teams is looking at us now because now it's not like a, okay, we're gonna play the next is a guaranteed win. Not no no no. Yeah, not the laughing stock anymore. Exactly. Not the laughing stock anymore, and it's like. Yeah, I do have a chance to come to fourth seed. You know, Atlanta is 32 or 26. Mm-hmm. 
seven soon. I can easily flip flop, and it's been a long time. Yeah, I've been a top seed. Yep, and that's why I say when Knicks are relevant, it makes the NBA so much more exciting. And it's really because everybody <laughs> wants to play at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> yes, sir. And they may say, oh, it's not the deep down, you know, yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. You, you know, know, it is. This is the mecca of basketball. They played the Pelicans, and Zion was like, you know, I love playing in Madison Square Garden. And what it, what it is is that, you know, to me, it's just, it's nothing like New York fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's nothing like New York fans. And I've seen it in all sports where New York fans will tell you how they feel. And they yeah. play for. Like, I remember I was watching the Mets game, and I think it was Carlos Dorgado, who was in a major, major slump. Mm-hmm. And the fans booed him at home. Yeah. That's <laughs> Ooh, That's brutal. Like, how y'all home fans booing you? Jesus, man. Like, that's like it, it is tough to, to play here in New York. But we let you know, you great. Oh, we're gonna praise you. We're gonna carry you on our shoulders. But if you suck, yeah, we're gonna let you know. <laughs> in between, either you playing good or you playing bad. There's no in between. <laughs> no in between. Oh man! Because look at the Yankees. The Yankees been dominant for years. We slumping this year. We booing. Yeah, they getting booed because we going them on baseballs on the field. Yeah, we, they, they won yesterday, but they was on a five game losing streak. And I'm exactly. Like, Good and lord, think about it. it's 162 games in the baseball season. This is just <laughs> the beginning, and we still be booing. Nah, they don't care. They really don't. Yeah, that's brutal. Playing for New York, you better come correct. That's all I know. Because if you can't handle it, that's right. Ask for a trade because I'm telling you. These fans, they're going to let you know. Yes, they definitely going to let you know. But I do agree. I think Tom Thibodeau, he probably won't get it because, you know, Phoenix has had a good season. The Utah Jazz also had a good season. Nobody expected to be the number one seed. Yeah. But, hey, they got the best record. I mean, they? I don't think anybody yeah. Phoenix, let alone make the playoffs. But to be a top five seed in the East as well, mm-hmm. you got Miami, who was a seventh seed, who was went to the finals last year. But they're the seventh seed. You know, 76ers are the first seed. Of course, Boston is the two seed. They're fighting for the first. Milwaukee, mm-hmm. Atlanta. Knicks is better than them. Like we said, Boston. Boston is right there. Miami, who went to the championship last year, but lost. And then you got an eight spot is Charlotte. And of course, you mm-hmm. NC, which is the Pacers in Chicago. But if you look at all these teams, right? You got Boston, who got, they got all stars and Jalen Brown, Jason Taylor. Mm-hmm. Kemba Walk. You want to throw Kemba in there? Okay, you can. But this is how you know coaching is everything. Because the Knicks only have one All Star, and this was, and this was the only he was an All Star this year, and I believe mm-hmm. this is his first All Star. First All Star, yeah. Yeah. But everybody else are just pieces to put together to make this team successful. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, he 
the grand Papa's effect. You got Tim Duncan, who was the best player. But you had a lot of pieces to put around him to make the team a whole lot better with, you know, mm-hmm. you started with, you know, Bruce Bowen, who was a defender. We know he knew his role. Yeah. You were a three D guy. That's it. Your job was not to put the ball on the floor. It was play yeah. defense and shoot the corner three. That was your that was your that was mm-hmm. your role. <laughs> and that's what the Knicks. Everybody everybody on the Knicks is understanding their role. They're not exactly. doing much. They're not doing anything yeah. extra. They're just doing exactly what they're asked to do. And that's and then again, like I said, it's Dr. Randler. Yes, he's a face, but he doesn't have to go out and score 40 points every night, 30 points every night. Mm-hmm. He didn't even reach 20 last night. We still because yeah. we have other players that can step up. Step up. Mm-hmm. But that ball, like I said, the team is playing very well. And I think that mm-hmm. with the, the the veteran of Derrick Rose, who still contributed, and you know, yeah. to come off the bench, you know, no ego. Mm-hmm. Is in there. He accelerated will come with the bench. He's a veteran, bringing wisdom to the team, and he's playing very well as well. So yeah, kudos to the New York Knicks. I do believe they can pull an upset. I do. I can see it. Did I can see them getting to the second round? And I think that second round they might lose, but I think that second round is gonna be interesting. They're gonna wear. They're gonna wear that second round. Team. Yeah. They, it's not gonna be a cakewalk. Yeah, they going have a battle. Uh, the Knicks play defense. Now, my only concern with the Knicks is that, you know, just like any sport, playoffs is a whole different atmosphere. Mm, yeah. And, you know, because you have such new and young players, you know, this is where the D. Rose come in to... The Todd Gibbs, yeah, to uh, let them know. Okay. The time to shine and come in and show these young guys, they listen, it's one game. Mm-hmm. All right, don't do nothing extra. Don't try to show out because the playoffs... Just do what you've been doing throughout the season and just continue playing defense and letting our defense create offense. Yeah. You know? But, you know, it's a different atmosphere, and that's one thing. Other than that, I see a lot of upsets because, like I said, they play defense. They they play very good defense. And Tom Chibble, he's been a defensive-minded coach his whole career. So, and he turned he turned this team around about he played yeah. defense. Yeah. And fast, because honestly, yes. Again, all us Knicks fans, we always are always optimistic. Oh yeah, the playoffs this year, knowing deep down, okay, we're gonna see where we get. You know, my <laughs> expectation was okay, as long as we get at least more, at least two or three games more than we got last year. Okay, it's baby steps. But the players coming out, it's like we just went from crawling to running. Yep. <laughs> We got for yeah, even five games above five hundred. Look at that, <laughs> beautiful. And we always thought, okay, it's the first half of the season. You know, second half is when it really starts getting tough. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, we still on this roll. Okay, we got this. We got this. Yeah, good for them. All right, before we close out, I must give a shout out to Clint Capella. Mm-hmm. Balling. His last six games, he's been averaging 19.3 points per game, 17.5 rebounds per game, and he's shooting damn near 75% from the field. Yeah. You think Houston is upset now? 
<laughs> oh man, you know, and that's right. Fellas, 15.6 points a game, 14.8 e round on 60% shooting this season, you know, and you know, we was talking yesterday and we were talking about how, you know, I appreciate the bigs in this league, especially mm-hmm. here. You know, it's it's not a big man's league and it's a lot of teams need a big man. A lot of them. You know, and your and again, three candidates is, you know, Embiid and Jokic, which I appreciate seeing the bigs coming together and actually fighting for an MVP. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's rare. Because the last one, last big man MVP. Well, as far as Shaq. center, as far as center, it was Shaq. Shaq. And yeah. that was 10, 15 years ago. That was a long time ago. It was longer than that. Last time Shaq won MVP was uh, 2000. Was it 2000? Wow. See? I think it was 2000. Yeah. Might be. Yeah. But of course, mm-hmm. Power Four, you know, Tim Duncan has won it twice, and um, the last, well, the last Power Four to win it was Dirk. In yeah. I miss Dirk. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, I'm glad to see these bigs, you know, play balling out, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's like you just come here and just do your job. Yeah. Good. You know, but averaging 19 rebounds on the last six games, Jesus, that's okay. you're thinking 19. Let's say, 19 and let's say out of those 19, seven of them are offensive, so that's seven extra shots you just gave your team. Yeah, that's man, yeah, Houston is mad right now. Mm-hmm. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> A lot of teams just doesn't know how to use certain players or a lot of teams the development team is just not that mm-hmm. hey, I feel about that about the Timberwolves I don't think they develop players very well you know besides Kevin Garnett like who was the last, was the last time the Wolves actually developed a really good player yeah and Carlton Towns to me is a very very talented player but I don't see him developing. I feel like he's still in the same. Yeah, he's going on talent alone. He's he yeah. could be so much more. What? I mean, uh, that game when he played against, I think it was Philly, and him and B went at it. Yeah, that was he doing every game. And my thing is this: if he's doing this against B, who B is a top center, offensively exactly. and defensively. I don't understand why you can't be doing this every night because not every big plays defense and not every team has a big, big. That, that does their job. Exactly. So that should be the blue point. Okay, I could do this against MB. Okay, I should be able to do this on a big basis. Which is why I, we talked about it yesterday too, where I respected Jimmy Butler when he told Bam, Bam, you're selling too much on jump shots. Bigs in this league, you can play bully ball. Either you're gonna get fouled, or you're gonna dunk on them. Exactly. Be more aggressive. And Bam accepted that criticism, which is a few things. It was a few traits because most people don't like accepting criticism. Uh huh. But he took that and he balled out that next game against the Nets. And I seen him. He was aggressive. He was going to the paint more, and then he hit the game winning jump shot. Good yes, he did. 
Yeah. You know, when you have a leader who's there to, you know, acknowledge how talented you are and they just want the best for you, they just want you to work as hard so you can be that best. That's mm-hmm. just- Jimmy Butler understands that Bam is more talented than him. So in his mind, is that if you're more talented, you should not be working less than me. Right. And that's why I think he... This why, that's why he really left Minnesota. Yep. Said that yesterday too. Absolutely. Because he knew the talent that Wiggins and Cat has, and he's trying to bring it out to them. They didn't want to take it. They probably ran back and was like, you know, we can't deal with this guy. So... He was like, you know what? I'm tired of talking. I don't saw these. I'm gone. Mm-hmm. Look at him now. Making him now. Recognize yeah. he has on that Miami team, and he's making them better. And it's not mm-hmm. just um, virtually making them better. He's physically trying to make them better. Like, let's go. Let's work. You can do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Miami, though, they, I mean, they are the seventh seed, but I wouldn't on them either. I mean, Jimmy Butler yeah. ain't either. He's been hurt. I know he's dying to come back, you know, but it's it's good when you're, you got your defensive leader, you know, because Jimmy Butler, he's defense first, you know, offense second. That's mm-hmm. his. Can he contribute on offense? Yeah, absolutely. We see him take over games, but he feels more comfortable taking over defensively and letting yeah. scorers do their job. And that's what he wants from Bam, you know, Duncan, Tyler Hero, uh-huh. Gordon Dragic, who I think is probably the most underrated point guard. Under God in the league, yes. Yeah. And and the thing about it is he don't mind. Nope. He said, let everybody else do, get the praise, whatever. Quiet assassin. Let me exactly. get y'all. <laughs> exactly what he Get y'all. But I, I'm just, I honestly, I just can't wait for the playoffs to start. I'm excited. I know. I really can't wait, man. Like, just let's hurry up. <laughs> All right. Well. And, yeah. So it's it's soon. Was it next month? Hopefully, I think so. I think like, well, fifteen games left, maybe, maybe okay. fifteen, forty games. So we'll see. We'll see. All right. I appreciate it, pops. Thanks for contributing on. Of course, of course. Definitely. Um, people was listening. I appreciate y'all listening and. Remember, if there's any type of topic or question you have, just hit me up and we will discuss it. All right, enjoy your days. Stay safe. Be blessed.